Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Intentionally Well podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Lopez. Well, thank you all so much for being here as always. And I also want to say hello and welcome to any new listeners that have found this show recently. I am so happy that you are here. Truly, I am. And my hope is that not only will you stick around, but you can go back maybe and possibly catch up on some of the other episodes that I have in stock for you here. Uh, Maybe one will reach out, grab your attention. And if so, I really hope you enjoy. I also know that I say this often in my intros, friends, but it really does help the show if you guys could take just a minute of your time to rate or review this podcast. Go to the app that you're listening from or the platform you're using and I whatever they offer, if it's a rating, a review, both, but these small actions of support really mean a lot. It's a free and simple way to help. And I really am trying my very best to provide well-rounded voices for you all and valuable information. So I thank you so much in advance for doing so. Today's episode is such a great one. Uh, I think it's filled, not only is it filled with a ton of info, but it's just filled with a lot of enlightening kind of aha moments. It was super fun for me to record as well. I had the beautiful opportunity to sit with the one and only Brad Yates, and you might even know him by his tagline, Tap with Brad. He is internationally known for his creative and often humorous use of the emotional freedom technique, aka EFT, aka tapping. Brad has such a unique story of how he originally got into tapping, which you will hear him discuss on this episode. And he is also the author of the best-selling children's book, The Wizard's Wish. He is the co-author of the bestseller, Freedom at Your Fingertips. He was a featured expert in the film, The Tapping Solution. And he's also been a presenter at a number of events across the world and has been on a great deal of radio talk shows too. Brad has over a thousand videos on YouTube that have been viewed over 45 million times. Can you believe that? I can, and you'll know why after you hear him. You can say he's made quite a dent in the EFT space, and it is so crystal clear that he has such a genuine passion for helping people overcome personal issues that may be keeping them stuck through this modality that is backed by real science. In this episode, Brad will be discussing the basics of tapping, the science behind it, how and why people use it to help them with limiting beliefs and issues that they're dealing with, mind and body. He answers all of the uh, frequently asked questions that I throw at him about tapping, even the ones that I felt that skeptics would ask. We talk also a lot about how despite the desperation of someone wanting to change their life or wanting to heal from something, how oftentimes there is still this resistance to change underneath the surface. And we talk about why that happens with us, how we can want change so badly, yet there's something going on in the background that keeps us from changing. We also do this very cool full demonstration where he guides both me and you in a simple tapping session, and I'm going to make sure that you can view that as well, so stay tuned. Brad's passion is so evident, and his YouTube presence and popularity is certainly no accident, as people have definitely found his instructions so helpful, and they just find this to be a simple life tool and so easy to implement. As Brad says, it should be as routine and as easy as brushing your teeth. 
I will also say since the recording of this episode, I have also implemented it to some degree in my own life, and it's so versatile as you will hear about during this discussion. A while back, I polled several of you on Instagram, and you said that you would really like more help in this area when it comes to uh, sort of helping retrain the nervous system, and you wanted more tools for emotional and mental health, so I really hope that you enjoy this one and you find it useful. So without further delay, my friends, here is today's show. Hi, Brad. Welcome to the show. It is an honor to have you here, and I am so looking forward to uh, outlining this topic of EFT, aka tapping. So thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh my, yeah. It's um, This is, I think I told you off air, but this has been a request, and uh, I have just a little bit of experience in it, but not much at all. And so I am looking forward to learning more about it as well because I want to start implementing it into my own life. So uh, before we get going, I usually ask you guys, you know, what brought you to this line of work? And I know that you have quite an interesting story. So let us, yeah, give us a little snapshot of your story and how you got into EFT. Yeah. How does a grown man find himself tapping on his face for a living? <laughs> uh, so I actually started out as an actor. I had traveled the world doing theater, went to Hollywood to be a movie star, as one does. And when I was there, I met a woman, fell in love, and got married. And when our first child was on the way, I thought, you know what? I might need a backup career. (laughs) (laughs) So even though I'd played a doctor on Days of Our Lives, I was not uh, able to support a family on what I was making. So it's like, all right, what else can I do? (laughs) And I saw an ad for hypnotherapy school. And I'd always been interested in the power of the mind. And I thought, hey, that would be cool. So... Went through this training, started building a small practice while still pursuing my acting career. And then after a couple of years, uh, when our second child was on the way, I realized that as much as I loved acting, this was my calling. Doing personal development work was really what I was here for. So we uh, left Los Angeles, moved to uh, Northern California to be closer to our parents, so the kids could be close to their grandparents. And through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about this, this tapping thing, this energy psychology conference going on in Las Vegas. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. So I went and took a training with Gary Craig, the founder of EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. And it was particularly when he had us tapping on chocolate cravings. And I was a bit of a chocoholic at the time. And after a few minutes of tapping, I couldn't eat the chocolate. He gave everyone a little piece of candy couldn't eat it. And I didn't eat chocolate for two years after that. Wow. Don't, don't anyone worry. I recovered. <laughs> but, uh, but I just thought, wow, there's something really interesting about this. So little by little, I started introducing it into my hypnotherapy sessions after I got home. And uh, little by little, they became tapping sessions. So that uh, it became my main modality. And then, and then this thing called YouTube came out. Oh, YouTube, big old, or I should say yeah. little old YouTube, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little old YouTube at the time. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be really neat if there was this, uh, if there's a tapping video that people could start their day with? And, and I'll call it tap of the morning. And that was all I intended to do. I, I didn't even know how to load a video. I had, a, had to have a friend load it to the video up to YouTube. And I thought, great, got a video on YouTube, done. 
And it was like six months later, I thought, ah, I should probably have one to end the day. And I'll call that tap of the evening. And then I'm done. <laughs> and then I had another idea, another idea. And, and now I've got 13, 1400 of them up there. <laughs> I was going to say, you've got so many. I mean, how many views are you at now? I mean, a little over 45 million. That's, yeah. that is something. I mean, that is really an accomplishment. And I love how it just happened. So or it wasn't like you really planned for it. Like it was so organic. Yeah, no, there was no no plan of ah, YouTube. I'm going to take do something with that. I'm going to create this channel with uh, hundreds of thousands of, of subscribers. And, and it's like, yeah. no, it's just, uh, hey, here's something. And, and to, to this day, all the videos, it's just uh, I'll come up with an idea of, hey, this is something that would help people. And I like this morning, I'm on my morning walk and I'm listening to a book on tape and I'll get an idea. And it's like, oh, okay, send a text to myself and uh, make a note of that. And I probably have at least 2,000 ideas yet to be shot. <laughs> I can only imagine. And that's how creativity works, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes when you sit down at a, just regardless of topic, when you sit down at a desk or you sit down to write, it's like you're blank. But when you're out and you're doing something or you're listening to something, all of a sudden you get flooded with the next thing that you're supposed to tackle or you're supposed to concentrate or share. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I have a feeling that this is exactly where you're supposed to be in terms of, you know, your line of work. And obviously it's been very successful. So it's amazing. Uh, it's working okay. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I mean, you're, <laughs> you've definitely done something with it <laughs> and I'm excited to share it with the audience, with our listeners, because I think that, you know, as I, as I explained to you before, um, I really became, well, I, let's back up. I became a bit familiar with tapping a few years ago when I heard a podcast, an episode, I forget what episode, I forget whose podcast, but I kind of disregarded, I put it to the side. And then when I took a course last year, um, through, uh, the RCP Institute, which is headed by Morley Robbins, he's a, you know, a pretty well-known guy and he likes, um, part of that protocol is, uh, looking at the emotional mental aspect of your health. And one of the modalities that he would recommend the most would be tapping in EFT. Excellent. So we would often discuss it. It was about a five, four to five month, uh, yeah, four to five month program. Maybe, no, maybe six months. I don't remember exactly, but we would often discuss it and he would, um, recommend it in his consult, you know, he would consult with clients and then we would watch these consultations and he would often talk about it. So I got a little bit more familiar, but I still haven't really implemented any of it into uh, my days, if I'm honest. So, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Well, we need to you do something about yeah, that, Vanessa. I am on a mission <laughs> to make tapping as routine as teeth brushing. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I've, I've heard you say that on your, uh, on your Instagram. Yeah. I've heard you say that because it should really be something that we, it seems easy enough. I mean, I have done little things, you know, I've tried it, but it seems easy enough to do. And I think that's, what's probably so appealing. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It's, it, it's so simple. Any, pretty much anybody can do it. Uh, it doesn't, you don't have to do it for very long. You know, if you have more time to, to do it, great. But even just a little bit helps to, um, you know, for anyone who's still wondering, what is EFT tapping? It's, was, it's, so yep. it's yeah, <laughs> we were it's, going a, it's there. a process of, of <laughs> tapping with our fingertips on acupuncture points to downregulate stress. That's the, the primary function is downregulating stress, um, balancing that the nervous system. So all of us are dealing with stress more than we're even consciously aware. 
And most, if not all, the issues that trouble us physically and emotionally are either caused by or worsened by stress. So having a very simple tool for calming down stress is, is invaluable. And the thing about EFT is that sometimes we have remarkable uh, shifts while doing it. And there are stories of people who you know, have a lifelong phobia and maybe after a couple of minutes, it's gone or they're experiencing some kind of pain and it's, it's maybe excruciating after a couple of minutes of tapping, it's gone. So people have this expectation that, all right, so with tapping, it's, it's this miracle thing. And if I don't notice a miracle in five seconds, then I'm doing it wrong or it just doesn't work. And to me, that's like doing three sit-ups and going, eh, I don't have a rock hard six pack. Obviously <laughs> sit-ups don't work. You know, it's, it's the gradual uh, thing. Like it's like eating vitamins, you know, we, no one has ever taken a vitamin and said, my goodness, I feel so energized. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. but, and because they don't say that, they don't say, well, obviously that didn't work. Yeah. So we have uh, a growing body of scientific research showing all of the benefits both psychological and physiological of of tapping so to do it on a regular basis to me it, it ideal is a daily practice even if it's just for a couple of moments and uh you know not waiting until there's something obvious that you're upset about and that's the, the main thing with eft we start with a phrase of even though i'm upset at bob or even though i feel this tightness in my neck and so if we're not noticing something distressing, we might say, well, how do I tap? I say, okay, just tap while saying affirmations, tap while saying prayers. You know, I tap first thing in the morning. I don't wake up in a bad mood. It's not like, oh, another grumpy day. Let me tap on that. <laughs> I, just, I just do it to, to clear out anything that might be there that might uh, stop me from having as good a day as possible. I like that word that you just use, the clearing out, because I think that is um, like, that's what I think of, because I think that we're so infused with stuff that we are not even aware of that's holding yeah. us back. And, you know, and I want to wrap back really quick to, um, first of all, to, let's, let's actually say, I thought about we're using the word EFT, EFT, but EFT stands for emotional freedom technique for those that are not aware, correct? Yeah. Correct. Yes. So AKA tapping. And I feel like tapping is probably just the easier you know, layman's term. It's, it's what a lot of people are just yeah. used to that term yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So I want to wrap back really quick to the scientific part of it because, you know, and I had, I had, I had this written down there. I can assume are people that are like, Oh my goodness, this sounds like, you know, hocus pocus, or this is super yes. woo woo or like new age. And, you know, I'm staying away from this. I'm staying away. Yes. And which I understand that thought because there are some yes. things that people want to stay away from myself included. Okay. I'm putting myself in that same basket. Absolutely. So can you talk more to the um, the science and a little bit more to maybe like the TCM or meridians and how that kind of plays into tapping? Yeah, absolutely. So when tapping the way we do it now um, was first, you know, the, the first protocol by Dr. Roger Callahan, a psychologist back around 1980, he was working with a woman with a water phobia and had been working with, her with traditional psychotherapy and was making a little progress, but not, not a lot. And he had been learning acupressure. And he said, well, what's the physical symptom that you're experiencing? And she said, it's a knot in my stomach. He said, okay, well, let's see the end point for the stomach meridians right here under the eye. Let's, let's see if we can do something about that knot in your stomach. Just after a moment or two of tapping, she said, it's gone. And he said, what's gone? She said, the fear 
and starts running towards the swimming pool. And he's like, wait, stop. And she's, I know I don't know how to swim, but she got down by the water and splashed water in her face. Just, this isn't bothering me at all. So he thought that was very interesting. Start experimenting with uh, different clients and would come up with different algorithms of different uh, meridian points. So the, in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years, they've said there are these pathways of energy called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being, physically and emotionally. When this energy gets stuck or disrupted in some way, we don't feel so good. And then when we don't feel so good, we don't think as clearly, we don't make the best choices, and there's all kinds of unfortunate consequences. So in, in traditional Chinese medicine, the doctor would stick needles in these key points to stimulate that healthy flow of energy. And Dr. Callahan found that by tapping these same points, he was able to help his uh, his patients clear the uh, the discomfort that they are experiencing. I love that, and yeah, I mean, it's. I'm sure there are people listening that are are familiar with acu acupuncture, and you know, it's like that is such a well known modality and and uh, practice now. And this is yeah. just, it's so interesting because it's like, wow, to think of the fact that you could almost I don't I wouldn't say you know maybe there's differences, but you can almost attain similar results at home for free in some regard, right? Without needles. Without needles. Yeah. I mean, and again, I love, I used to do, I did acupuncture for years on and off mm. uh, and it was very helpful, but this is something I think that is just, it's so, I'm so curious about it and uh, sort of just like, you know, I really, I'm going to start implementing it today. Yeah. Like after, I, I promise you, you can follow up with I'm going to hold you to it, Vanessa. Yeah, I know, I know. That's the thing, as I know you will. So, <laughs> but um, it's, it's so, it just, it feels so um, easy. Like there should, there's not an excuse, you know, like, oh, can't tap today. It's like, okay, really? You're sitting on the couch watching TV. You can probably do it right then. Don't underestimate the human mind. There's, <laughs> oh, we have a remarkable ability to come up with excuses about why, <laughs> you know, I my videos are generally, you know, anywhere between five and eight minutes. And if it's over three minutes, some people say, I don't have time for a longer one. Could you make shorter videos? Like, you don't have seven minutes for self-care? Oh. I'm sure you're spending a couple of hours on things that are far from productive for your well-being. Like, like social media, as an example. <laughs> social media, <laughs> reality TV, you know, all really? kinds of different things. You know, and I'm not saying don't entertain yourself, but, you know, squeeze in some time for things that are genuinely healthy and beneficial for you. Amen. Amen. And my, and I, again, like we are, we all do this. I know I do this. It's, you know, I sometimes get to the end of the day and I think, wow, I could have been doing that, that, that. And instead I got distracted and distraction yeah. is just such an enemy, you know? So, well, that's the, the key. I mean, about, Call this intentionally well yes. and living intentionally. That's right. Inten but but most of us don't live intentionally. Most of us live reactively, reactively and distractively. Yeah, and but I always like to say self sabotage is simply misguided self love. Oh. When we are distracting ourselves, there is some part of us that says that's better. I, I get comments from people all the time saying, you know, I used to tap all the time and it felt really good, and I haven't tapped for a couple of years. I don't know why. And I'll say, I know why, because something inside of you said you were feeling better than you are programmed to believe that you should. Ooh. We have ideas about how good we can feel, how good we should feel, how, how healthy we should be, how wealthy we should be, how happy we should be. And so, you know, we've got this thermostat 
And just like the thermostat in your house, if it starts to get too cold, the heater kicks in. If it starts to get too hot, the air conditioner kicks in. So if we start to get out of what that thermostat is set at, you know, with how much money we have, how much joy we have, how healthy our relationships are, how healthy our body is, uh, we, we start to come up with things at a very unconscious level. You know, most of our mind is unconscious. So it's looking at, it's being compassionate with ourselves and looking at it and saying, okay, what's going on here? You know, I, I have the, the quote from Walt Whitman up here, be curious, not judgmental. So I when you look at your, say that. Yeah. wow, when I was going to say curious. <laughs> when you look at your behavior, rather than beating yourself up, it, you know, I was thinking about, I'm always, it's always a matter of, you know, trying to explain to people and they say, what do you do? Well, <laughs> and it's like, well, I help people stop resisting uh, what they say they want. And most people say, I'm not resisting what I say I want. It's like, really? Let's have a little conversation now. What do you really want? Uh, I want to lose weight. Really, what'd you have for lunch? Well, I, I, I went to McDonald's and I had a Big Mac and, and a large fries and a so you don't think that maybe some part of you is resisting being healthier and, and it's not, and it's being compassionate. It's not, yes. but we'll, but we'll beat ourselves up and go, Oh, I'm so stupid. I was trying to reach this goal and I ate this. It's like, get curious and go, what am I afraid would happen if I reached that goal? What am I afraid would happen if I were healthier, if I were wealthier, if I were happier, who would be jealous? What, what expectations would there be of me? You know, sometimes when our health is compromised, people lower their expectations of us. Oof. And we might not consciously say, that's what I'm going for. You know, I don't want anyone to ask me to do anything. So, uh, <coughs> right. oh, yeah, I can't. I can't. It's, not a, it's not a conscious game. We're not doing it because we're bad or stupid or weak or lazy. But we've learned things. And at an unconscious level, we find ways to keep ourselves in what we find to be our safe comfort zone. Oof. And the tapping, so, so when we try to do something that's outside of that, we experience a stress response. We, it may be so subtle, we're not consciously aware of it, but something inside says, nope, nope, look over there, distract yourself, oh, get this. And, and so we get off track and we may go off track for a while before we recognize, oh my goodness, I'm way off track from where I wanted to be. And just look and go, okay, there's some resistance there. Some part of me has programming saying, I am protecting myself. I'm finding a way to take care of myself in a way that makes sense to me at an unconscious level, if objectively not at a conscious level. This is good and timely, I must say, for me as well, because I'm, again, I'm on this journey. A lot of people listening know that. And a couple of things come to mind and that I want to share just based on all of that. Just that was, that was wonderful. Um, there's a lot of juice there. A lot. There's a lot. Uh, I often feel as though some people, including myself, have thought, and I've written about this actually on social media, about how as much as we want to um, get to the goal, we want to get well, we want to be healthier, we, you know, fill in the blank, we are subconsciously, unconsciously, we are worried about what that person might look, who am I without this thing? Oh, identity is a huge part of it. Yeah, because we take on the identity of having the thing, the sickness, the ailment, the ailment, the um, you know, the the chronic pain. Yeah. And so we, 
as much as we want to release it, we are desperate to release it. I mean, I've been here. I am here actually yeah. in some ways. Um, we also are holding on to it because it's it's more comfortable. We we find the discomfort oddly more comfortable. Um, then in what's interesting is that all we want is out, but we're keeping ourselves in because we crave familiarity. Yeah. Right. It's like, if I, if I reach that goal, if I were free of this thing that has been a part of my life, maybe for a long time, I'm afraid I'll get up in the morning, look in the bathroom mirror and call 911 to repeat, <laughs> to report a stranger in my house. Exactly. <laughs> how do I, who is that? How do I deal with that person yeah. and what that person might be capable of? And again, the expectations that people might have of that person. So while I might sit there and say, I hate this about myself. I hate that I have this pain. I hate that I have this problem. I hate that I have this limitation. Part of me goes, yeah, it's crappy, but it's my crap. I'm familiar with it. I dealt with it yesterday, so I know I can deal with it. The stuff that comes after that, I don't know that I can deal with that. So let's just keep things status quo. Yeah, yeah. And then we had that stress response when we try to break free. If only we had a, day, a, a way of dealing with that stress. <laughs> oh, if only, if only. And, and being able to look at it and go, <laughs> I wonder if I could handle being healthier. I wonder if I could handle having things be better in my life. If I could handle having more money, healthier relationships, whatever. And we calm down and go, I think I could. Yeah. I, I, I think I could. <laughs> well, I feel like the burden, you know, the burden changes, it shifts. And, you know, and, and you, st you know, it's like, once that stuff, you know, you said it earlier clears, it's like, we have now this path or, oh, wait, I do see the next step of the staircase. I could, I can now climb that step, yes. you know? So yeah. oh, I completely, this resonates so much with me. Let's talk more about um, the like actual act of tapping. I, I am sure people are like, okay, well, like, where are, where are we tapping? Like what, what parts of the body are we tapping? How many times are we tapping? So let's get into some of that. Like, is there a basic one-on-one -on -one, or excuse me, one-on-one -on -one protocol? Like where are the points and, and and so forth. Yeah. So there is the basic protocol of EFT is to first come up with what do you want to tap on? So is it, you know, as I was saying earlier, just some examples like I'm really angry at Bob, you know, my coworker, Bob just really messed things up and it's going to cause me so much work. So I'm feeling this anger or uh, maybe I'm just feeling really stressed. Uh, I, I, I have a headache maybe. I have an upset stomach. So we identify what the problem is. And then we say, okay, on a scale of zero to 10, how bothersome is it? Zero being, there's nothing there. 10 being, it's it's so upset and it's so excruciating. It's the worst it could be. And and then with, with the emotional things, look at what the physical component might be. So if I'm really angry at Bob, we're just, oh, my shoulders are so tight. So we, we have a, an awareness of the physicality of it. Because, you know, especially in Western society, we have this Cartesian split. We have our mind and we have our body. And we're, we're always just thinking it's all about our brain. The body's just there to carry us around. But when we're feeling an emotion, it, it is a feeling. We're not, you know, casually going, ah, so angry at Bob right now. Gosh. It's, it's in our bodies. Right. And that, that's why the, the somatic component of, of the tapping in this work is, is so important because that's where it is. And as Dr. Bessel van der Kolk says, the body keeps the score. Mm. So we want to deal with that, that, that physical component. So we recognize where that is. And then we say, okay, so we say, all right, my statement is I have this tightness in my shoulders or I'm, or I'm angry at Bob. 
So we start by taking uh, the fingertips of our index and middle finger, and you can tap in both hands on both sides of the body. The meridians run up and down both sides of the body. Just for the sake of demonstration, I'll just show you uh, using your dominant hand and tapping gently right here on the edge of your opposite hand. And we do the setup statement where we say, even though I feel this tightness, I choose to love and accept myself. We'll repeat that three times. So most often we're fighting what's there and we're resisting it. And what we resist persists. So it's taking a moment to just say, I'm acknowledging that I have this thing that's bothering me. And, and I choose to love and accept myself. And there's different ways of phrasing that, but that's uh, just a common way of, of phrasing it. So we repeat that three times. And then we go to these uh, eight major points. And there are different tapping protocols that use different points, but uh, these, these are the ones that we generally use in EFT. So right here at the beginning of the eyebrow, and we generally tap these points between five and 10 times. You don't have to keep count. It's okay if you go over, especially if you're saying a longer phrase. Like, I'm really angry at Bob for that really stupid thing he did with the copy machine yesterday that's really <laughs> going to mess things up for me. It's probably going to be more than 10 taps. Um, <laughs> so, and then we just repeat the phrase there. Uh, so, all this anger at Bob or this tightness in my shoulders. Next point is right here at the corner of your eye. All this tightness. Right under the middle of your eye, just above your cheek, all this tightness. Right under your nose, all this tightness. Right under your lower lip, just above the chin, all this tightness. Next point is right here where your collarbones just about come together. There's a little bit of a U-shape at the base of your throat between your collarbones. And you can tap with all of your fingers, or all, I often tell folks, just use your fist, and then you get both of those points, because there's a point on either collarbone. You can get both of them there with, uh, with your fist. Oh, interesting. Next point is about four inches below the armpit. It's right about bra strap level. And I'm sure even the guys can figure out where that one is. <laughs> and just tap with all the fingertips there. And then again, with all the fingertips tapping around the crown of your head. So uh, just little circles around the top of your head there. Then you take a deep breath. Let it go. And then check again. And so, uh, you know, if my anger at Bob was at an eight, it might have gone from an eight to a zero like that. That happens sometimes. More often than not, it'll come down gradually. I, it may just go from an 8 to a 7.75. But if I've been angry for a while, that's going to be a noticeable difference. And any little bit of relief we get is good. And sometimes it may be so subtle that we're not aware of it, but it's often like peeling the layers of the onion. And as we're going through and addressing it, we might recognize all this anger at Bob, all this anger. Oh, it's not even Bob. It was Cindy in the third grade, and she really messed up this report. And what Bob did just reminded me of that. And I start to clear something that I've been holding on to since the third grade. You and actually I took a question out. I, I just interrupted you. My apologies. You just took a question out, out of me, which was, I was going to say, does other things surface? Yes. Yes, yes they do. Got it. Because the body keeps the score. And as we're tapping and we start to release that stuck energy, we start to become aware of things that we've stuffed down. Yeah. And and stuff that we might say, well, it was no big deal. No big deal, but it's probably been running your life to some extent for the last 20, 30 years. Wow. You know, and, yeah. and we're not even consciously aware of it, but we make decisions. You know, this thing that Cindy did in the third grade, and I may have decided, well, you know, I can't trust my friends or, you know, I have to be this way or I don't deserve nice things or whatever it might be. 
And as human beings, we love to be right. So we will manifest situations that prove that we're right. If I have this belief, I don't get to have nice things. And then something else happens that proves that it's like, I'm right. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, see, yay, I told me. myself yeah. I couldn't have those things. Yeah. yeah. And then I reinforce it. And then I behave in ways at an unconscious level that make sure that happens. And I might consciously be going, oh man, that really sucks. Things never work out for me. But an unconscious level, it's like, status quo steady as she goes everything is copacetic just the way i planned it (laughs) the power of the mind is really phenomenal absolutely phenomenal yeah i don't even think that as a collective we scratch the surface in it either absolutely yeah it's so wild i have i do this gives us this gives us a chance to start scratching the surface a little more (laughs) yes yeah well it seems just seems so i have i have a few questions it seems like um it seems like it would be really helpful in like you know, borderline urgent situations as well. So say you're coming up on, or you, you find yourself in an intense situation. That's like very like, Oh my goodness. Almost like you're going to have a panic attack. It seems like something like this would be really helpful um, for something like that. Not just like, okay, well, Bob, you know, upset me at the coffee machine, you know, earlier this morning or whatnot. Um, Would this have like a direct impact on like a sudden anxiety or like a rise of anxiety? Absolutely. That's that's where it can be the most profound is in those moments. And there are a lot of things that we can do to lower our stress overall. Eating a healthier diet, going for long walks, getting a good night's sleep. But in that moment that crap happens, yeah. you can't go back and eat a healthier diet. You're right. <laughs> you had a good night's sleep the night before. Right. Meditation is great, but unless you're a really practiced meditator for years, you're probably not going to be able to, in that moment, go, just everybody quiet for a moment. I'm going to go Zen. <laughs> but you don't have to even think. You don't even have to put words to this. And you can just be tapping one point. If you can't even think about, I can't even remember the points, just be tapping one point will start to downregulate that stress response. It's a profound tool in any moment where we start to get upset about something. Got it. Got it. You actually just answered another question too, which is, do you have to speak? Because what if someone's in a situation where they can't speak or they're in class or they're about to, you know, give a presentation and, you know, they can't be speaking out loud or, you know, they're on an airplane and they don't want to be embarrassed for whatever reason. I mean, this is something that you can do even when you're silent, right? Absolutely. It's when we say it out loud, we tend to be more emotionally engaged and that tends to make the process more effective. However, the tapping in and of itself without any words is already operating on, um, on the body's nervous system. And there's a growing body of scientific research validating this, showing uh, cortisol, one of the stress hormones, dramatically being lowered, uh, fMRI studies where you can see ab- abnormal activity in the brain and seeing that activity normalize after the tapping. So it's not just anecdotal of, yeah, I tapped and I think I feel better, but we can see uh, biological markers showing that the tapping is downregulating that stress response. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really helpful for people, I think. I mean, especially for those who really want, you know, quote unquote, the studies and, you know, they really want the evidence uh, backed because, you know, there's so many things out there that claim to help. And it's like, well, when you can actually see it on scans, that's pretty impressive. You know, that is impressive. It's It's often funny when people, though, ask me for the research, (laughs) you know, and it's and it's it's and I'm not saying for everyone, for some people, it's a dodge. It's like, you know, where's the research? And I say, okay, one, here, 
here's a web here are several websites rather but two if i followed you around all day long i might find you doing numerous things that there's plenty of research saying is bad for you <laughs> oh my goodness you could not this yeah. that might be my favorite statement of this episode I, I can't even wrap my head around this i literally just had a conversation with a friend and i can't remember what it was sometime in the last few days that exact statement came up. Though the people that are often requesting the research are those that are doing so many other things where the research is like, no, stop, don't yeah. do this. And so, and, and I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to step on your toes, people, but it's true. And and, and everyone is doing the best they can. That's it's right. no no That's judgment. Right. Everyone is That's doing right. the best they can. Yes. And I often find that that resistance is from people who are afraid that tapping will work because Ooh. then that change will happen and there's and they lose that identity as you were saying earlier yeah. it's like if if i if this actually works and i do it i'm gonna have to deal with change in my life and part of me doesn't want to deal with change so i'm gonna look for every way it looks stupid you look like an idiot tapping on your face and there's no research and all this stuff. it's like i get it you're trying to find ways to excuse yourself from from that no no judgment no shame yeah all i can do is make an invitation and go well, yeah. try it because yeah. they, a lot of people are you know finding that they're enjoying all kinds of benefits from it and living better lives through making these shifts the human condition is so interesting because <sighs> we yeah it's fascinating i mean because we really do i mean I, i've seen it in my own life i've had recent conversations with with friends about how we on we just we unconsciously or subconsciously, we really sabotage our, our walk and our healing. And, uh, it's, it's so crazy. Cause it's like, if someone were to come up to me or the next person and say, do you want to get well, do you want to be well, do you want to, uh, heal the automatic conscious answer is yes, of yeah. course I do. Like if I said no, I would look like a crazy person. But there's all this backstory. There's all this 90%, right, in the subconscious yeah. that is just running the show, truly. It is running the show. And so, so many of us, myself included, uh, were not aware or are not aware of the fact that that's happening. And that's what's limiting us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I um, am working on some health goals and uh, was that close to a, a particular goal the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I just Time. knew it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to have as much moderation as possible, but I also know people are going to be bringing things. I'm going to want to try some of it. Of most, and I didn't have something of everything, but, um, it's like, you know, and, and so recognizing, okay, I'm, I'm very healthy right now. It's not a minute. So I can take a day where I can allow myself some wiggle room to indulge, but there is that, uh, you know that side that says what's more important right now doing everything you can to reach this this health goal this weight goal or allowing yourself to enjoy a holiday right right but we don't want to kid ourselves and and say <laughs> yeah, yeah thanksgiving was a lot of fun i really enjoyed <laughs> indulging myself i think i'm just going to breeze that way all the way through christmas which a lot of us do that's right and then uh, new year's day comes along it's like now i'm going to do something about this right so it, it, it's allowing ourselves to recognize and, and, and the patterns, again, self-sabotage is misguided self-love. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, you know, depriving myself doesn't feel like self-love. But, and that's so often one of the things that stops us in terms of all kinds of behavior is I don't want to deprive myself. Yeah. 
and and we get we're we're running a cost benefit analysis and looking at uh, the benefits of giving this up really outweigh the uh, the the costs and 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 that's the thing is if you find yourself still engaging in unhealthy behavior, just acknowledge okay some part of me thinks that the benefits are still outweighing the costs of, of doing this. Not shaming yourself, not beating yourself up, just getting curious and going okay. Let me address this. Why might I be thinking that uh, that I I've got to have this? Yeah, yeah. So when you so when you're tapping like in that instance or that example just now, you can be asking a question as well. It doesn't have to be a statement. I mean, really, there is there any rules to how you say things? Depends on who you talk to. Oh, uh, okay. To me, okay. I it's very free form. It's an intuitive process for me. I. When I started tapping around, I generally have no idea what I'm going to talk about because in that uh, is kind of get into a zone and just examining what might be going on. And I try to leave no stone unturned. What what are the things and, and especially if I'm working with a group or uh, someone one on one and I'm engaged with them, there's a there's a connection there. And so I'll be trying to you know get into their head and thinking about what might be going on you know, and in conversation, we'll explore some of the things from the past that might lead to certain behaviors or certain thoughts. But uh, but then just kind of exploring that. And I'll tell folks, I may say something that doesn't resonate for you at all, but I'm just getting an inkling and I'd rather put it out there than, uh, than censor that. And uh, And there may be times where you might say, no, 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 that's not it. And then that's it. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's often the thing we don't the, the the corner we don't want to look. That's often the corner we have got to look in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. brilliant. Like, no, no, no. There's nothing down there. Nothing over there. <laughs> nothing nothing to all. see. Move along. Move along. It's like, oh yeah. Let's uh, let's hang out here for a minute. Yep. yep. And 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 just really allowing ourselves to, you know, we're trying to take care of ourselves, but we want to learn to love ourselves at a much higher level. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It seems like with tapping. I mean, I guess like, again, this is sort of like a layman's term comment, but it's, you're attempting to create more safety in the body exactly. because the body seems like it will not really progress or change when it is not safe. Yep. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's something inside of us trying to hang on to something that keeps us in that, that comfort zone. Yeah. And, and when we try to address those things, we have a stress response that says, nope, don't look here, go away. And so we do at an unconscious level. Yeah, we're we're not even aware that we're avoiding it. No, we're, but the the tapping helps us calm down that stress response. So it's like, okay, it's safe now to take a moment and look at this. Yeah. Let's let's look under that rug where we've been sweeping dirt for decades. <laughs> it causes like, you to be still. Yeah, yeah, which is what we need to change and to really hear. You know, to really to because we, when we're distracted. Uh, we were clouded and we, we cannot, um, it seems like we just don't make, well, it's not that we don't make, you know, all great decisions when we're, when we're distracted. I mean, I'm not saying that, but it just seems like when we're not still and we're constantly busy and we're constantly flooded, which is so easy to do. And then we have these devices in our hands all the time, which are just like causing further issues. You know, it's like, this is causing us to be still, right? Here's something else to worry about. Oh yeah. my gosh. It, 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 it's <laughs> halfway across the world, but you should be upset about it right now. <laughs> you know, you can't do anything about it, but you should let it take a toll on your health and well-being. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, so we, we, we get into that. And yes, when we get stressed, the uh, the prefrontal cortex goes bye-bye. So yeah. we, we aren't making the best decisions. We yeah. cannot make the best choices in a place of stress. So as we calm ourselves down, the prefrontal cortex comes back online, our rational thinking, and we start to have more creative ideas. And it's like, oh, here's something I could do. I could actually take that action. It would be safe to reach out to that person. We, we start to find the solutions to the problems. But uh, there's a lot of, there are a lot of entities that benefit from us not thinking clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. politically, uh, consumer, uh, you know, from a marketplace standpoint, there are people that that want us to not be thinking clearly and be going, yes, what, what? Okay, yes, I'll do that. And those people are doing the best they can. It's not judgmental. It's just recognizing that. And so they, uh, they have an investment in us not making the best choices for ourselves. Yes. So it's allowing ourselves to recognize, I want to get to a place where I'm thinking as clearly as possible, as often as possible. That's very well said. Brad, I will say, I think about this all the time. And I do feel, I mean, again, it's the truth is the truth. I mean, there is a lot of powers that be out there. I think that their their main goal, their main job is to keep us blinded, distracted, clouded. Um, you know, we're... we're I was going to say, like, I'm th trying to think of like what piece of the pie to look at first, the nutrition that we're eating, the environment that we're in, the media that we're, um, that we, you know, the social media that's in our hands, the TV. I mean, it's endless. It's absolutely yeah. endless. And so yeah. with all of that, I mean, it is true. This is, these are actual thing forces for lack of better terminology, you know, like yeah. entities, people, companies, um, this is really true. And so we have a lot coming at us. We've got a lot coming at us and we have to develop, I think, tools that stick, you know, life tools that stick, that are easy and manageable and like just we can implement um, sort of whenever, however. And, you know, I like the, I like what I'm getting from you the most is that there's not really like a wrong way to do it because I think people get intimidated and they don't know. And I know, you know, we'll get into how people can find you in all the um, the videos and stuff like that because there's so many resources. But that seems to be the thing that sticks out to me the most. I don't know if you could speak to that a little bit is how, how easy it feels to just going into it, knowing that I'm not really going to mess this up for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I taught this at, uh, at an event with Jack Canfield and he said, there's no bad tapping. <laughs> and, and it's really kind of true that, you know, you can't really get it wrong because as, as you're tapping, you're going to be calming down stress. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I first introduce it to folks and we generally start with a negative phrase of, you know, I'm so angry, I'm so upset. Uh, this is the pain. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, no, no. You've got to always focus on the positive. Well, what you resist persists. Yeah. If you break your leg, you don't go to the doctor and say, let's talk about my arm. My <laughs> arm feels so good. <laughs> and if your dog poops on the carpet, you don't go, I'm just going to look at where the carpet's clean <sighs> because you will step in it and spread it around. <laughs> yep. So we, we, we want to address it. Now, however, but we can we can do tapping without having something that's present that's bothering us. So we absolutely can say, I'm choosing to feel awesome. And 
and maybe we'll do that. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll do a demonstration the way I like to do it. I always like to show people the basics of, of EFT first, where you just repeat the same phrase over and over. Because if the first introduction is the way that I do it, where I'm just kind of intuitively saying things, then people often say, wow, EFT is really complicated. You have to come up with this whole narrative and all these words, and I wouldn't know what to say. It's like, don't worry about that. Yeah. And, I mean, that's why I had to make the video. It's like, don't worry about coming up with the words. I will present you with words that you can use and feel free to change them at any point if it feels right, you know, and, and just get familiar with this and the words will come more freely for you. But here's a demonstration to just go through it and, and you don't have to think about it. You can just follow along and say the words and there's no harm in saying words that don't resonate. Oh, so okay. Okay. if, uh, you know, if I, you know, if I've tapped with people on all kinds of things, like um, even though I'm experiencing menopause, and I did not start experiencing menopause, okay. um, not to make light of, of that. Yeah, yeah, but, no, but, but uh, it's just factually, yeah. from a factual standpoint, yeah. you're not experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't, and, and I always tell folks, like in a group, if I'm working with one person and I say, go ahead and use the same words that we're using, uh, or you can change the words for yourself if you like but you will not take on someone else's issue because this is a cleaning process. So it's like if you, um, if you spilled coffee on your countertop and you took a sponge and you're wiping it up and you're saying orange juice, orange juice, it's not like now you're going to have orange juice and coffee because you weren't saying the right words. <laughs> you're going to, no matter what words you're saying, you're going to be cleaning up what's there. The words help us stay focused because sometimes if we if we don't talk about the words, if it's not something that's happening right now in the moment, then we might just find ourselves kind of daydreaming and next thing you know, we're wiping the counter, you know, five feet away from where the coffee was spilled. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to talk about the coffee to, to keep focused on where the, the mess is that needs to be cleaned up. But, and, and you could be, if, if your countertop was clean, and you were saying coffee, 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 and wiping it up. It's not like coffee is going to be created there. Your countertop's just going to get cleaner, and and nothing so clean it can't get cleaner. So it's all it's all good. It's not like oh, I, I'm already I'm already so perfect right now. If I tap right now, it's going to create something bad. Yeah. No, no. Worst that can happen is you just stay perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I do see how vo the, just being vocal about it, you know, cause I, again, like you can do this with, with, uh, using words or without using words, but well, I, I kind of parallel it to, I actually really enjoy, I don't do this all the time, but I actually really enjoy reading out loud because it keeps me um, it keeps me in the book. It keeps me in it in a different way where a lot of times when I'm reading silently, I personally tend to veer a lot more and start to, like you just said, daydream and do other things. And it's like, you know, in my mind, I'm doing other things. And so I can definitely see how um, like these verbal cues are helpful. Yeah. But again, like then we're talking about like the verbal cues not being, um, like it's not gonna hurt you if you say the wrong verbal cue either you know it just it seems like that would be something that someone would ask you know like well if i say the wrong thing does this mean now i'm going to have this issue or this background noise am i <laughs> right you know so yeah it's no. i think people just get intimidated and you know Absolutely. they 
the you, you we've been kind of touching on it this whole time people also make these excuses of why they probably shouldn't start something and so these are questions that you know i think are really great that you're answering because it's basically what you're saying is you can't get it wrong you might as well just start yeah we yeah. have so much programming about being perfect and if you can't do it right don't do it yep so it is absolutely understandable that we feel resistance towards anything that's new that's if there's a potential for getting it wrong for for yeah. messing up yeah you know what if what if i say the wrong word what if i it's okay yeah <laughs> I know, no, no harm. That. You're not going to get a, an F. You're not going right. to get a, 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 you know, your brownie pins taken away. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> it's not that serious. It's just good. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it because, and I very much, this very much, you know, it resonates for me because I, I've done this in, with a lot of things in my life, um, you know, starting a new protocol here or trying to implement a small change. And, you know, it's like, I'll make every excuse in the book not to start it because, yeah. you know, and, I, and it seems valid to me. It really does. Like on the surface, I'm like, this is valid, but you know, it's probably just a, it's a tool that I'm using, you know, that to just keeps, it just, the, the goalpost keeps moving back, you know, and now I'm four months down the line and I'm like, oh, I was supposed to start that thing and I didn't start the thing, you know, and you said it though, not to shame, not yeah. to shame uh, myself or ourselves in the process, but just get curious about why we continually do those things or put things off. Yeah. yeah. Why am I, what am I afraid of? Yeah. What am I afraid of? Yeah. And, and we'll go, I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. Really? Because there's benefits to doing this. And you're putting, I, there are all kinds of things I'll do this with, you know, some technical thing that needs to be figured out. And I'll go, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin my website or I don't want to mess something up. So I'll put that off or, you know, for some form that has to be filled out. It's like, what if I, what if I get the wrong answer? You know, just little subtle things. And I'll just get to the end of the day and it's like, ah, I didn't have time to fill out that form. All right, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And funny how tomorrow gets filled up with stuff too. Uh -huh. And and it may be a simple little thing and the the consequences are minimal if even you know if not non-existent but but we do this we have so much programming about the consequences and for some people the consequences in the past have been very dire it's yeah. uh you know there's been real physical harm if you didn't get a perfect score and so it's understandable that we have this resistance to anything that we're afraid we might get wrong so yeah it's amazing it's amazing what we what we do you know to protect ourselves i think that's the end all be all right there is, is it, it really is amazing and and it's um it is important though to recognize that there that it's common that we you know we most of us uh do this in and out of our lives and through our lives and it's okay it's just better if at some point we recognize and we have the awareness that we are doing this so that we can make the appropriate changes and do the things that actually get us to, you know, the other side, so to speak. Um, speaking of do the things, I know that I was you, just going to, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I was just going to play off of that just like you did. Like, speaking <laughs> yeah, of I, doing this. Yep. I saw you. It's funny because I saw you almost make that move too. I was like, he's thinking the same thing I am, but we are going to do a little demo and yeah, and it's going to be available. At least part of it will be available so people can really see what's going on. But I'm looking forward to this because I, I've never really done like a, a full, you know, I've just done it for like a few seconds here and there. So I think it's yeah. going to be, it'll be great. Cool. Yeah. So, and, and as I 
said earlier, we'll, uh, we'll actually do it with a positive statement. Okay. There's a lot of different thoughts about this. People say, you can't do positive tapping. Tapping is for clearing. And I'll say, well, but when we state an affirmation, if there is a, a negative attachment to that, that's going to come up in our energy system. Ooh, so it's still going to, we can still be tapping and saying all the positive things. If I say I'm healthy and part of me is like, are you kidding? I, I just feel I've been feeling low energy all day. Then while I'm saying I'm healthy, that low energy thought and feeling is going to be in my body. So I'm still going to be addressing it. Mm. Uh, and as I said, I've got, you know, 12, between 12 and 1400 videos out there. M many of them start with the, the problem. So you can definitely go and experiment with that. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a free five day program called tapping your best self, you know, about um, like self forgiveness and, and self love. And I don't remember in those now uh, how I start those. I might start those with positives. But, uh, you know, there's the, there are just different ways of of doing that, uh, of starting it. But just for the fun of it, we're going to we're going to start with a, a okay. positive thing. Okay. But what I'm going to first do is invite folks to close your eyes. Unless you're driving. Take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it go. Now, just breathing comfortably with your eyes closed, go ahead and allow yourself to be present. Allow yourself to be right here, right now, as present as possible so as to receive maximum benefit from this. And just following your breath through your body, just allow yourself to be aware of what's going on. Noticing what you're feeling physically and what you're feeling emotionally. And maybe rate your level of wellness on a scale of zero to 10. Zero would be six feet under. 10 is, I just feel amazing. And don't judge yourself harshly if the number is lower than you'd like it to be. Again, being curious, not judgmental. Just allow yourself to look at where it might be. Notice what you're feeling physically. Notice where in your body you might be experiencing that. Notice on a scale of 0 to 10 how much discomfort might be there, physically or emotionally. Notice any thoughts, beliefs, or memories that might come up as to why that discomfort is there, including any possible reasons why it might not feel safe to feel better. If you were at a 10, what might be the possible consequences? What expectations would there be? Who might be jealous? Just allowing yourself to be aware of whatever thoughts or feelings might be coming up. Take a deep breath. Open your eyes and then uh, just be tapping through the points. Tap where I tap and repeat back what I say. Great if you can say it out loud. Um, just for the uh, listeners at home, Vanessa's muted so that uh, you have a blank spot um, space to, to repeat back with me. I choose to feel awesome. And I choose to love and accept myself. I choose to feel awesome. And I choose to love and honor myself. I choose to feel awesome. And some part of me might say, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. 
I don't remember the last time I felt that good. But I choose to be open to the possibility that if I aim for feeling awesome, I'll at least feel better. So I choose to feel awesome. And I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else involved. Because I choose to feel that free. I choose to feel awesome. I choose to feel awesome. I choose to feel so good. And some part of me might be saying, I'm definitely not there yet. And I choose to love and appreciate myself wherever I'm at. Even if my number isn't very high on a scale of wellness, I choose to love myself right where I'm at. And I don't always feel that way. Sometimes I judge myself. Sometimes I'm angry at my body for not feeling better. I'm giving myself permission to be curious rather than judgmental. Why might I resist feeling awesome? What am I afraid would happen if I felt a whole lot better? Are there people who would be jealous? Would people have higher expectations of me? Would it just feel really unfamiliar? Some of the stuff that doesn't feel great might have been a part of my life for so long. I don't know who I'd be without it. I may be afraid of feeling awesome. It just feels so unfamiliar. And I'm processing that fear. I'm addressing that fear. All this fear of feeling awesome. All this resistance to feeling better. And part of me might insist, I'm not resisting feeling better. I absolutely want to feel better. But there may be things that I'm doing that are not making me intentionally well. <laughs> there are times where I'm not intentional at all. But my unconscious mind might be intentional. Trying to keep me in my comfort zone. 
with what's familiar and what feels safe. And I choose to love the heck out of myself for doing that. Knowing that I'm trying to take care of myself. And maybe I can modify how I do that. Clearing this resistance to feeling better. Clearing it at a cellular level. And clearing it all the way back through my past. Back through all those times in my life. Where I may have somehow gotten the message. It's easier if I don't feel too good. It's safer if I'm not feeling awesome. There are benefits to feeling compromised. I'm processing all of that. I'm allowing myself to reconsider that. So I can give myself more and more permission to feel as awesome as possible in body, mind, and spirit. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes, go inside. Check in with uh, where that discomfort, any discomfort might have been, or rating yourself again on a scale of zero to 10 of wellness. And uh, hopefully that number has gone up. Hopefully any discomfort has come down. And also allow yourself to be aware, you know, as I said, it's like peeling the layers of the onion. There may be things that may have come to mind about, oh, here's one of the reasons why I might uh, limit my well-being. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for that demo. I have to say, that almost felt as though I was, I sort of wrote it myself. There were so many parts of that. And you and I did not have a very detailed discussion at all. And friends, let me just be clear. Brad does not know my story, okay? He does know what the point of this podcast. He does know that what, what we speak about and, you know, that the, that the goal here is to give you different um, perspectives and different, um, you know, to get curious about how to attain the goal of being well and what that means. But he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. So, um there were some points in there that I almost felt tears sort of welling in my, in my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And not like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to break down, but just kind of this, this gradual, Oh, that one, that one stuck that, that thing you just said really stuck, you know? So that just really made me uh, want to follow through (laughs) much more than, yeah, just even more. I should not much more, but even more, yeah. because because that was very personal without you even really knowing much. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, and a lot of the statements uh, are relatively general, but we yeah. we make them yes uh, personal for us. We yep. we fill in the blanks uh, when we're tapping. There's a, a phenomenon we call borrowing benefits. Huh. So if we were in a group and I was tapping with you on something specific that you had brought up everybody in the group would benefit because they're telling their own story inside. Right. right. And we saying, oh my goodness, it's so personal, even if uh, the words don't match. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense because and that's sort of what I was thinking is that 
it felt so personal, but there were no specifics and no details. And so I can imagine that there are other people listening that were thinking, oh my goodness, this is hitting me. You know, some of these beliefs that we have or the stuff that you might not even think that you have. And then you heard Brad say something and you're like, oh, ouch. But yeah. like not ouch in a, I'm going to shame myself way, just ouch. That, that, that I, I felt that. If know? we suggest, if I were to suggest, well, you know what, you're actually being intentionally unwell then people go oh, blaming the victim and that you're shaming me and and it's, it's like no not at all it's yeah. it's just a, a acknowledging human nature and human programming and all of the things that we do to protect ourselves there's we never try to hurt ourselves that's right unless there is a, a perceived um greater benefit to doing so yeah yeah, you know, at the I feel like at the end of the day too, we just have to we have to humble ourselves a bit and just say, you know what, we are not perfect by a long shot, and I don't think anybody here thinks that they're perfect, but I think that we have these like sort of ego seats that we sit in, you know, yep. and we don't even realize that we're sitting in them, and we're yeah. and we are, and so I think it's just about humbling ourselves and going, you know what. I do have a lot of stuff that I might need to work through and that's okay. You know, I'm the first one to raise my hand here and I used to be a lot more, uh, I guess would keep a lot of things a, a lot closer to the vest. And over the years that's changed clearly. I mean, hello, I'm now, you know, <laughs> I'm now the host of a podcast, yes. but, you know, and so there's, of, of course, it's a platform to speak. And although I'm not always speaking about my personal experiences, it's like, I had to get to a point where I had to look in the mirror. I had to stop blaming everything and everyone for my experiences or my circumstances or whatever was happening that didn't feel good. And I think that it causes you to really sit down and yeah, and just be humble and say, look, this it's okay. We have, we've all got things, whether or not people are acknowledging them or not, we've all got things. Yeah. yeah. I have a video called Settling for Awesome oh. and it's recognizing I'm not perfect. I'm just awesome and I'm going to settle for that. <laughs> and to me, Thank that's you. not an act of arrogance. It's a, it, yeah. it's for me, it's a, it, it's an act of humility in terms of acknowledging where the awesomeness comes from. It's uh. not, and it's uh, you know, whatever creator source universe you believe in, I, acknowledging that we are an awesome expression of that, just like a sunset over the ocean or the mountains or anything else that we might say, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, not matter of being more awesome than anyone else. It's not putting anybody else down. It's like, I'm awesome and you're awesome, but we're not perfect and we're all works in progress and that's yeah. okay. And I'm giving myself permission to set my ego aside so that I can actually look at that and go, what role am I playing in this? Yeah. And, and I am doing the best I could. If we were to open our brains and look at all the neural pathways and all the experiences that we've had, we could go back and look at every choice that we've made, every mistake that we, uh, you know, every time we've eaten something we shouldn't have eaten, every time we've engaged in some unhealthy behavior or hurt someone. And if we looked at uh, all the experiences and neural pathways leading up to that moment, we'd say, oh, I get it. Yeah, I, I see why I did that. At that moment, that was the only door that, that seemed open to me. And I might have told myself there were other doors open, but we're never in a moment and going, here's a good choice and here's a bad choice. Yeah, all things being equal, I'll take the bad choice. Right. Never. There's always some reason why we're compelled 
to do that because something in our programming tells us that's what we have to do. We, we need it for our ego, for our sense of safety, for something. So really allowing yourself to be compassionate with yourself and then going, okay, now I want to calm down the stress that comes up when I try to look at this and see maybe the next time I could choose a different door. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Very well said. Very, very well said. Is there anyone that would be, would there be any contraindication for tapping? Not that I, I'm aware of. I, you know, if someone has a real sensitivity on their skin, then you might want to just gently touch. Uh, you can rub the points. There are, are different ways of doing it. There are different points. There are points on the fingers that you might do uh, if, uh, if these other points aren't comfortable. You can even think the points, imagine oh. tapping, and a lot of people find that very beneficial. Okay. So, but, uh, and, and people will sometimes say, oh, I felt worse after tapping. It's not the tapping that's making it worse. It's, it's looking at it, right. at, at, at what the issue is. So if you had someone coming over for, for dinner and you say, on a scale of zero to 10, how dirty is my house? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clean. Maybe a one, maybe a two. And, uh, but I really like this person. So I want to, I want to impress them. So I go to start cleaning up and I notice, Hey, there is some dirt under the rug and oh my goodness, there's dirty laundry under the sofa. Now on a scale of zero to 10, my room might be, uh, my house might be dirty on a level of a five or a six. And I wouldn't say, see, it was only one or two, but by cleaning up, it went to a five or a six. I should not have cleaned Yep. Cleaning up is not causing the mess. It's helping us find it. And sometimes we become aware of it before it gets cleared. And so that's why sometimes with the tapping, people might experience some discomfort. And so there are certain places where certain issues where you might want to work with a practitioner and have someone, uh, some places we shouldn't go alone. I kind of think of it in terms of like mobilizing toxins too, because, you know, we talk about that a lot in health and, and, and different sectors of health, but it's like when you start to stir things up a little bit, sometimes that process doesn't always feel good, but it's the process, right? And we cannot negate the process if we want to get to, you know, the other side of it. And so sometimes when we mobilize things, it doesn't always feel that great, but that's temporary. (laughs) When you break your arm and they're adjusting it, <laughs> it might be uncomfortable. You don't that's say, right. leave it alone, leave it alone. Just leave it the way it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, exactly. that's not ideal. <laughs> yep, that's so funny. Yeah, I was thinking about the contraindications too, because I know even with someone who's like pregnant, you know, like if there were certain, um, if there if there were certain, you know, points, meridian points and things, that, that was sort of the first thing that came to my mind. But it doesn't seem like the, these points... Would Nothing be, that I'm aware yeah. of. You know, we don't want to tap too hard. We don't want to hurt ourselves. Yeah, of course. But uh, just tapping gently, it, 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 to the best of my knowledge and with the research that, uh, that I'm aware of, yeah. and uh, I have a good friend, Dr. Peter Stapleton, who's a psychology professor in Australia, who's one of the lead researchers. And so far, we're just finding benefits. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love, honestly, it's, it's, it's an exciting episode for me personally, because it just seems I'm excited 
to implement this. Like I'm actually really excited. And I, I don't always say that with all things. And I'm sure people who followed along, there are certain things that I don't implement or I'm like, I'm gonna start that. And um, I'm not that excited about it, if I'm honest. Like I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not that excited about all things. Uh, you know, some stuff is a little intimidating for me and so forth. And I've made jokes through through the, the last year or so about that those things, but it does seem oh, just, beneficial and attainable and easy enough and yeah. you know to experiment with it and everything is there any as we kind of we kind of wind down here uh before we you know let people know where they can find you and access all your resources is there anything that you want to leave us with any last thoughts about eft and tapping or any just anything you want to leave our listeners with um as i mentioned earlier ideally it's as routine as brushing our teeth you know, we do it at least once, hopefully a couple times a day. <laughs> and then as needed, you know, if do some tap in the morning, but if something comes up that bothers you, don't say, well, I already tapped this morning. You know, if, if you brush your teeth first thing in the morning and then you uh, eat some Oreo cookies and you're going to see a friend and you've got all this black stuff in your teeth, you don't go, well, I can't brush my teeth now because I already brushed them this morning and I'm not going to brush them again until tonight. So, oh, well. I got to follow the rules here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You Use as needed uh, or as or as feels uh, comfortable. Yeah. And, and one of the greatest benefits is a greater level of self-love. You know, just learning to, to be more loving, more compassionate towards yourself yeah. and treat yourself better. Because when you do that, you'll see other people as more lovable and you're more likely to treat them better. So it's a, it's really a win-win situation. And tapping is a great way for clearing out any reason why you couldn't or shouldn't love yourself. That's a really good, I think that the key, you know, word there is compassion. I think that it's a lot easier to have compassion for others even, I mean, so, but again, when we don't have compassion for ourselves, it's also sometimes harder to have compassion for others. But I think in sometimes those people pleasing type of modes, we can have all the compassion in the world for our neighbor, but we don't really have compassion for the mirror. Yeah. And that's, that's not uncommon, you know, and I, we, we beat ourselves up, you know, and so I, I resonate with that too. I'm working through, I'm working, I'm working on that as well. So <laughs> I just, it's a process. I, it is it's a, a process. process. It is. So I know that these visual, you know, these, vi the, the visual, the videos, they've been so helpful for literally millions of people. And so let's tell everybody where they can find your videos, where they can find you on social media and so forth, because I have a feeling that the, the show notes of this particular episode are going to be popular because people yeah. are going to seek this out. So where can people well, find you? Well, thank you, Vanessa. Um, simplest is tapwithbrad.com. But I'm also tapped with Brad on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, well, not so much on Twitter. Um, <laughs> X, whatever it is. Whatever it uh, is. <laughs> uh, TikTok. TikTok is. Um, but but the main uh, the main resources are on my website. Like I said, the the tap into your best self. It's a free five, five day program. Um, and then the YouTube videos. You know, yeah. plenty of uh, you could. 
tap with a different video every day for almost three years. So uh, <laughs> at, at present. <laughs> so much work, so much. Well, it really just shines a light on your passion for helping people and for just trying to get the word out as you so beautifully are, because I know that you've been, you know, you you really do. You speak to a lot of people and you you speak in person, you speak on podcasts, you speak everywhere. So I, I leave tomorrow to go <laughs> yep. do workshops in Europe. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. no, I have a, I wear this little blue wristband that says cultivate peace just to remind me what I'm up to. Like, oh, oh right, that. right. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> Well, you're doing it. You are doing it, my friend, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Like I said earlier, there is no doubt in my mind that this is going to um, gain steam, I think, and people are really going to resonate. And I think there's, yeah, there's just a lot here, I think, that was speaking to listeners and certainly speaking to me. So I appreciate you so much. I'm going to be checking out your YouTube. Friends, all the stuff that um, that Brad I should say all the resources that Brad listed, they will be in the show notes there for you. And um, please, please go check him out on social media, on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram as well. And um, are, if someone would actually like want to get a hold of you is there, or just have questions, like where would that be? Would there be a pathway for that? There's a, there's a contact uh, okay. page on my, um, on my website. Yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yep. Well, thank you very much, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, it's been a great pleasure for me as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity to, to share this work, and I appreciate all of you who are willing to uh, try this out to allow yourself to uh, experience greater wellness because yeah. that makes a difference for so many people. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, safe trip tomorrow, and we will talk soon. Excellent. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you guys not only enjoyed listening, but you were able to grab a few takeaways that you could either implement or experiment with, or just really get curious about. Again, make sure you're subscribed to Intentionally Well on your favorite platform. And if you feel inclined, I would be so thankful if you could leave me a review or a rating as well. Remember that you can find all of the latest regarding this show on Instagram at well.with.vanessa. And you can also follow my personal account at The Gift of Goods. So again, thank you so much for listening. That's all for today. And remember, we are beautifully designed to live not by chance and coincidence, but with purpose and intention. See you guys next time.